The Fend, brought to you by George's Fine Meats in Cherrybrook. Well, this is it, the very final episode of The Fend for 2021, proudly brought to you by George's Fine Meats Cherrybrook, our wonderful sponsors over the past two years. Horsey with you alongside league legend, future immortal, if you ask him, it is Gary Jack. Welcome. I think so. Yeah, g'day, Adam. Uh, it's lovely to be here. It's the last show. I can't believe it's the last show of the season. Uh, well, we've we'll had a bit of fun today, won't yeah. we? A bit of fun talking about the, the, the awards. So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, because sadly, uh, there is no more footy until February. But to cheer you up, as uh, Jimmy alluded to, we have the prestigious, the Jimmies. Forget the Dally M's. These are the only awards that count when it comes to rugby league. I'm told players are on the edge of their seats. These awards can make or break a career. And who better to hand them out than my co-host? A golden boot winner, in fact. That's the most prestigious trophy an individual can win in World Rugby League. Before we get to the Jimmies, Gaz, tell mm-hmm. us about winning the Golden Boot. Um, I I won the Golden Boot in 1987. Um, it sits here next to me on the cabinet. Uh, the nominees that night, there was Wally Lewis, uh, Brett Kenny, I think Sterlow was there. I, I, I'd actually been nominated the year before as well. Uh, over on the Kangaroo Tour, we had it over there. Um, and Brett Kenny won it in 1986 over at Leeds. Uh, it, it's, in those days, it was picked on the year before. So if you won it in 86, you had to play well in 85. I was the player of the Tour versus New Zealand in 85, and I thought it would have been a chance in 86 to win it. And Brett didn't even go to New Zealand. <laughs> Brett didn't go to New Zealand, yet Brett won the, won the trophy in 86. Sterlow won it in the year after. I think Mal won it the year after. So, look, it's been in some great hands and very honoured to be, uh, you know, to win alongside those blokes, uh, all great all great player, fantastic players of that era. Yeah, all very worthy winners. Now, on to the Jimmies. I know you put a lot of time into this. You're going to give us an answer for each category. I'll chime in off the back as well because I may always, argue with your opinion, but we'll see how we go. Um, I'm always prepared, mate. You know that. I'm always prepared. Yeah, no doubt about it. All right, let's kick it off with best player of 2021. Who wins the Jimmies for that one? Oh, look, the, look, the best player. I can't go past Tommy Turbo. He was. Uh, he took his game to another level this year, at state of origin level, at club level. Like what he did um, as a player, as, as, a, as a fullback, was just... Uh, Fantastic to watch. Fantastic to just observe just how he could take teams apart. He missed the first four games, had to be very careful with that hamstring injury that he had. Uh, but, yeah, I think he got, what, like 20, 28 tries from 18 games or something. It's just ridiculous how, how much he dominated and obviously helped Man- Manly hadn't won a game until until he came back from injury. So, you know, after that, that they were – one of my favourite teams to watch all season because of a bloke like Tommy Travojevic um, puts bums on seats. And I, I, I became a bit of a closet Manly fan because I just love watching him play. Yeah, and he's an old fullback. Well, he's a fullback like yourself. And he won the Dalian medal. No one was arguing with that. And he just did some things through the season that 
you've just never seen before. He, he just no. toy, he just toyed with the opposition, probably a little quiet when they needed him most in uh, in the finals in a couple of games there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so mm-hmm. Nathan Cleary would certainly have a case overall as the player of the season, but no one's going to argue with Tommy. Now, biggest upset of the season, have you got one? Because I've got to say, it was a fairly predictable season in terms of who was going to win on the weekend. The biggest, obviously, look, without doubt, without doubt, the biggest upset of the year, if you are if you are a Panthers fan, was when they played the Tigers at Leichhardt oh, Oval, oh, round, round 13, when the mighty West no. Tigers gave the Penny Panthers, who are the Premiers, 26 points to six. I'll give them a flogging at Leichhardt. Oh, you're going you to put this in some context? No, no, I'm not going to put it in context. Well, no. I'll do it then. Well, Penrith were missing eight players. So I'll give you what the real biggest upset was for the Jimmies. Uh, Parramatta beating the Storm in round 24 when no one gave Parramatta a chance and the Storm were going for a world record 20 straight wins and the Eels won 22 points to 10. There's your biggest upset. Not that in I your, ever doubt it. In your opinion. Yeah. In your opinion. Okay. Mind you, the Panthers did – well, I have the Panthers had seven out that day, not eight. So it was a pretty gutsy effort by the Tigers. Oh, round 13, oh. unlucky for some round 13, but lucky for the Tigers. Unfortunately, after that game, it was all downhill. <laughs> all right, what about the Jimmies for the best try? Have you got one? The best try. Now, look, I have – look, Addo Carr – Scored six tries in oh, one game when they beat mm. beat South Sydney fifty points to nil. So Addo Carr's a nominee. Uh, Pappy, the old, the old Pappy, Pappy had four tries in eighteen minutes there for the Storm in another game. So that's just ridiculous to that sort of trying scoring capabilities. But I've I've considered I've given it to uh, the Tommy Travoyevich try. Tommy again was the 108-metre try where they got the ball inside the end goal. Tommy got it out. We got back to Schuster. Then it went to Garrick. And Garrick back into Schuster into Tommy. And Tommy scored it at the death. I think it was a kick ahead there. And he scored next to the post. What a try. Length of yeah. the field stuff, 108 metres. After the siren, too. They could have let that ball go dead, Ruben Garrick. But he, he thought, nah, we'll have a run here. And it was yeah. just spectacular stuff. I also want to mention... Jade Nockenbor, I remember this try. He uh, it was a crossfield kick from Lachlan Lewis. It was just out of the blue. He just reefed it across the, the goalposts, and Ockenbor came flying through, and he's just grabbed it on the full in a diving motion and planted it down yeah. centimetres before the dead ball line. It was yeah, brilliant stuff. One. Such freakish talent to do that. Yes, that was a, a great one. Best tackle of the 2021 season. Who wins the Jimmy here? Um. After careful consideration, I looked at the Panthers versus the Storm, mm. and I have to give it to, on full time, Viliami Kickhouse mm. tackle on Justin Ollum. Ollum was over in the corner. He only had to put the ball down for the, for the Storm to win the game, and he's not only kept him up, but he also put his hand under the ball so Justin Ollum couldn't put the ball down for a try. What a try saver by Viliami Kickhouse. And he had to do that because he was trying to milk a penalty. He got knocked over in an obstruction and he was laying on the turf. But when the penalty didn't come, he thought, gee, I better hop on my bike here. So he uh, had to get across there. He did do a, a marvellous job. I remember RTS also a try-saver against the Raiders in Canberra in the last seconds on Rapana, which was which is really, yes. really special. Tim of Arsashek, what a great player he was for rugby league. He's now left. But that was a spectacular tackle. I remember it very well. 
Best game of the season. I'm going to jump in here. It has to be the round 25 blockbuster. Bulldogs v Tigers. Bulldogs winning 38-0. You enjoyed that one, didn't you? <laughs> You've got it as the best. I've got it as the worst. <laughs> <laughs> That was rock bottom. Uh, that was it. That, I mean, that's my worst moment. Well, I can't agree with you on that. Well, I, I can't agree with you. If you're a Canterbury fan, it probably was. Uh, I've gone, well, I thought the grand final was fantastic. I thought it had everything, you know, 14, 12 full time, kick that could have put it into, into a golden point or extra time. Um, yeah, so I've got the grand final. But that was a, <laughs> that was another great moment that you're talking about there. Yeah, it certainly was. Look, to be honest, I, I'm, for me, Parramatta Penrith semi final. Even though my Eels lost, I thought that was a you know such an absorbing game. It was a gripping encounter. Eight six to the Panthers. It could have gone either way, and it's, the defence was ferocious. It was it was great stuff. And on the other end of the spectrum, I remember the Roosters and Gold Coast thirty five thirty four. The Gold Coast came flying back. I think the Roosters led thirty to four or something like that, and then they uh, needed a Sam Walker field goal to get the result. That was a, a that was a engrossing game with the uh, back and forth nature of that one. Yeah, and also I think it was the prelim final where South uh, beat the Panthers. Uh, it was at 10 points to six that turned the competition on its head. Um, that, that was a great game as well. Most dominant performance by a team or individual? Yes, well, the most dominant performance by a team, I, I couldn't go past the storm, uh, equaling the 1975 record by Jack Gibson's team, the Eastern Suburbs Roosters, uh, when they won 19 games straight. They absolutely dominated the competition for the first 19 games, did the Storm. It was their 30th win up in Queensland. Um, and, uh, you know, but unfortunately, end of the year, but certainly they were so dominant up to round 19 to, to equal a record that's been there for 40, 46 years. Um, was just a, a huge effort uh, by by anyone's standard. Well, for me, I've got the dominant performance by both a team and individual in the one game, and that's New South Wales State of Origin one, where the Blues won fifty points to six, and Tommy Trevojevic scored a hat trick and was just untouchable. That was spectacular yep. performance by the Blues. And yep. I think we also need to mention, yeah, as you said earlier, Josh Adokar, his six tries against Souths. I mean, that's – I think it hadn't been done in – was it 70 years? And that's brilliant effort. Yeah, I think it had, had been done since about 1938 with Dave Brown or 1935 with Dave Brown, something like that. Yep. I think – I'm not sure if I told you about this category, but hopefully you can pick up on it. Best signing of the year. Who gets the Jimmy for that? Best signing of the year. I thought one of the Tigers might have got the nod, the number one for the Tigers. I thought he was. Yeah, well, yeah, he was. He was outstanding. Um, Dane Laurie uh, was. Uh, Dane Laurie was Dewey there the year before. Or was that his yeah, first year as well? Yeah, he was there the year before. That's right. Yeah. So yeah, uh, yeah. Dane Laurie was outstanding. Um, that's a good nomination, mate. I, I, he hadn't uh, played that much first grade before, so I thought he might have been a rookie. But now I'll take him as the best signing because he. He gave the Tigers an extra bit of attack, which they didn't have before. He was very tough, very resilient. Um, he's a really good young kid, and he's going to get better. So that was an excellent signing by the Tigers. That hasn't been too many, but that was their best one. Yeah, but I'll go for I'll go for the the winner as Isaiah Papalihi from Parramatta. I thought he was exceptional. He led the Eels all season up front, and he was made a big, big difference coming across from the Warriors. Yeah, no, he was great. 
I mean, he just see that's what blokes give an opportunity. You, you want guys come to your footy team that, that just want an opportunity to play, and that's all they needed. And he stood out. And he was a star week in and week out for Parramatta. So that was that was a, a, a great buy, and he grabbed it with both hands, and and you know it cemented his first grade spot. So um, a very smart buy by by the Eels. Best new sensation of twenty twenty one. Best well, I've got I've got three nominees here. I've got Sam Walker and a young guy also from the Dragons, Tyrell Sloan, yep. who got five uh, played five games and scored six tries in five games. But my winner is Reese Walsh from the Warriors. He had an outstanding season. This young bloke, only nineteen years of age, uh, in his sixteen games, he got nine tries and twenty one goals. So he is the Rookie of the Year. I won the Rookie of the Year. Did you? 1980, yeah. Illawarra Rookie of the Year, yeah. Mm. What a great honour that is. Yeah, it that was. was the, that was the start of – that was the start on your path to stardom. Yeah, that was it. I'd never yeah. won anything before that. So, yeah, the Illawarra – the Stan Lee Rookie of the Year. I've, I've still got photos here of it somewhere. I don't know. But anyway, it's there somewhere. Um, and I think Paul Thompson had won the, the award before. Uh, Victor Dominelli had won it as well. <laughs> Some great names on the trophy. Rod, Rod, Rocket Rod Hanneke might have been there as oh, well. Yeah. He may have won Former it. Former Steeler. Former Steeler, yeah. yeah. I, I think I was about number four or five. Uh, uh, Hans Postinelli was another one. We had plenty of Italians and Greeks down there in Wollongong <laughs> back, back in the 70s and 80s. Uh, just before we move on from the new sensation, I want to give a mention to Jaden Campbell at the Titans. I think he was, yeah, he finished the year really strongly, uh, the son of Preston, and I think he's in for a big 2022. Mm, yes. Mo- most improved player or team? Most improved player or team. Look, I had a little bit of, bit of research about this, and look, the most improved player, I gave it to the Dally M winger of the year, Ruben Garrick, hmm. who scored 334 points for the year. What a sensation on that left-hand wing for Manly. He beat Ronnie Rolls' record, from which has stood since 1958 of 30 points in a game. He became the first player in the NRL to score 20 tries and 100 goals in a season. But most importantly, I think his most prestigious award was when they played Parramatta, he scored a hat-trick and beat them 56 points to 10. That was right the highlight up. of the season. Why did we have to uh, mention that one? Uh, moving right along. Actually, I'll, I'll, I'll put my one in. Nico Hines, I thought he was, uh, yeah, just just jumped out of the ground this year. He was he did. sensational. Mm. I thought Will Kennedy also at the Sharks, um, he he looked good too for Cronulla. Yeah, they too. Nico Hines will be very good at Cronulla next year. Yep. Uh, he, he was also exceptional, but I, I gave it to Garrick because, well, what he did is just, you know, records have been there for a long, long time. Biggest disappointment, team or individual? Who would you say? <laughs> you know you've got me here, don't you? It's close to my heart. Um, the West Tigers, when they played the Storm, I think it was 40 nil at halftime. So much was expected from the Tigers with their signings. You know, James Tamu, James Roberts, you know, with Will Building on the year before, it was 40 nil at halftime. It was 60 nil after 52 minutes. Um yeah, that, that wasn't good. That was a very disappointing day for the West Tigers fans. On the on the back of another day when they when for to remember Tommy Radonigas there at Leichhardt Oval, they were down down half time as well by a similar score. And then to top it all off with the Tigers, <clears throat> we lost 38-0 to Canterbury, the wooden spooners. Um 
for our last game. So yeah, that was a pretty disappointing year for the for the Tigers. Very different for me. They're the most disappointing team as far as individual is concerned. I think Cameron Munster. Yeah, he disappointed me towards the back end of the year uh, more than anyone. He should have. I, I expected more from him, mm. but for whatever reason, he didn't deliver. So um, needs to get his head right. Obviously, with what's going on at the moment. Um, uh, what's happened since he's finished the, for the season? So yeah, that probably didn't help to his uh, to his footy, but as well. But yeah, he was individually probably my most my biggest disappointment. Yeah, he had an end of year to forget uh, Cameron Munster. I'm going to say I expected more of the Bulldogs under Trent Barrett this year. I didn't expect them to make the grand final or anything like that, but I thought they were really really disappointing. Uh, Raiders though probably take the cake for me. I think a lot of people had the Raiders in the in the grand final this year and. They didn't go close. And in terms of individuals, I thought Josh Papali, he went backwards. And Jack Whiten, yeah, I thought he was really, really quiet this year and uh, nowhere near his best. So that's um, yeah, my yep. choice. Oh, yeah, I agree. You're not far off the money there too. Those Both those sides were disappointing towards the real the, the middle of the season. They fell away Canberra terribly from what they'd promised the year before and the year before that. Biggest on-field blunder by a player. Oh, look, they, look. There can only be one. And when you make an unfilled blunder, you're going to see it for the next 40 years of your life. So, you know, you just got to enjoy the moment and just say, well, hey, you know, everyone makes mistakes. This goes to uh, the Melbourne Storm winger George Jennings. In the eighth minute of the major preliminary final, he had the line wide open. They were going to – he would catch – you could have scored it, Horsey. That's how easy it was. You could have scored in the corner. But he dropped the ball. And they lost the game by 10 points to six at the end of the game. They missed so many opportunities. That was the probably the worst game I've ever seen from the Storm. And they don't make those sort of mistakes. And old George, he dropped it cold, 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 cold. Yeah, I won't argue with that. I had the same one down. Refereeing clanger of the year. I've got a few here myself, but who wins your Jimmy? Yeah, you, you lead the way. You lead the way. Okay, well, for me... A clear winner. I'll, actually, I'll come to that in a minute, but uh, I want to mention the Ashley Klein penalty that was ultimately the, the difference between Parramatta and Penrith in the semi-final. Alleged high tackle from Will Smith on Liam Martin. I don't even think it hit him in the head or neck. It cost Parramatta two points, and that was the difference. Uh, Chris Sutton, the referee, for a send-off of young Bronco. Kobe Hetherington versus the Raiders. Embarrassing for the game, that one. And Jared Sutton letting uh, Nathan Cleary take a conversion 10 metres closer to the post. Entering the finals was a farce. But for mine, the number one, without doubt, was again Ashley Klein, the non-send-off of Latrell Mitchell uh, after that shocking tackle on Joey Manu. To give him 10 minutes for that when Manu's face is caved in was just incredible. Uh, it was soft and it was a shocker. And, that, yeah. and the judiciary saw it for what it was and Latrell didn't play again yeah. this season and ultimately well, South couldn't go all the way. Yeah, well, that's that's one two awards for me. I hundred percent agree with you. That decision was the worst stuff up all year. Like, and, and the 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 vision of Joey Manu pleading, well, up going walking up to Latrell, going, "Why did you do it? What? Why did you do it? It, it, it?" Like, and and he he was said, "Why? Why did you hit it?" And the referee did nothing about it, and the referee let him get away with it, and then eventually he, he had to. Um, he had to do something uh, when the touch judges come on and the bunk got involved. It was a terrible, terrible look for the game. Uh, that was the biggest referee. St- Who did you say the referee was that day? Klein. Klein, yeah. Well, Ashley, congratulations. 
don't ever do it again. Uh, here's your Jimmy, and you know, may you ho- hold your head in shame because that was a terrible look for the game. Yep, not great. Uh, on to the biggest farce of 2021. Anything? The biggest farce of 2021. Oh, yeah. You're, they, you're, you're, sorry, you're changing, mixing things up here for I'll me. Okay. The order, I've thrown you out. <laughs> okay. I'm in sequential order. The biggest farce. Well, for me, it was quite simple. Uh, the players and the trainers to pretending to be injured um, when they're defending their own try line. And it's never the attacking side that goes down injured. It's always the defending mm. side. And the trainer, put, oh, oh, sir, sir, he's hurt himself. He's, and the referee will stop the game, come in, spinner, and they'll be able to adjust their defensive line and, and take the whole momentum out of the game. It's just a BS, uh, ugly look for the game. And, you know, it, I think it's just the biggest farce in the game is coaches exploit it and the game allows it to happen. Just, yeah, it's wrong. They get hit. They get hit with a fifteen thousand dollars fine. Yeah. It's it's nothing. You're right. That, that is the biggest blight on the game. It only ever happens when the team's under the pump defensively. Trainer says, "Hey, hey we need to stop the game." I think everyone yeah. knows it, and it's um it's something that has to be looked at. For my for me, and I'm not arguing with your one, but biggest fast magic round high tackle crackdown. I think that totally ruined the weekend. I know it was for the greater good, but it was just farcical. Some of the sin pinnings yep. that went on, and you had um. 13 playing 11, and it was just, I think, Manly Manly versus the Broncos, I think, for memory, Brisbane were down to 10 or 11, and it was just, it was like a, a training session down the park for Manly. Yep. It was really hard to watch. Uh, the Also, the selection omission of Ronaldo Mulatalo before State of Origin 2. Remember that one? Yes. He was picked for Queensland. He was excited. He was, had his Queensland gear. He was on the bus, and mm. then... Someone pointed out, oh, hang on, he actually doesn't qualify. So they had to mm. stand him down. That's a farce. That's a farce. Okay, there can only be one winner for this next one. The Georges Fine Meats Cherrybrook Award for dumbest decision to hold a barbecue in lockdown. Well, uh, after careful scrutiny, there can only be one winner. <laughs> that is, is round 16, the demise of the St. George Dragons. Uh and the players nominated uh, Paul Vaughan, Bird, Maguire, Norman DeBellin, uh, when it was a lockdown in New South Wales, and they decided they were going to have a barbie. Uh, complete lack of discipline, so self-entitled, these young fellas. And I think the fines were $305,000 suspended. Um, and it cost Vaughan his job. Uh, he, got, he got sacked. And uh, that's got to be, and that was the demise of the Dragons for the season. After that, they were a shadow of the side. So it ruined the club. Uh, just those players getting together and, and doing what they thought, you know. So it's it's a terrible look, and they let everyone down at the Dragons. And, and I feel sorry if you're a St George fan uh, with with the barbecue gate fiasco. Yeah, I wonder if Matt Duffy's picked his car up yet. He left it out the front for a while. <laughs> Police <laughs> I left his name out of it. Matt Duffy as well. He, he's gone. Uh, Honourable mentions too in terms of dumb decisions. Josh Dugan for taking off to feed the animals in the Blue Mountains. That cost him his job. And this is a beauty. This is great. Dane Laurie for celebrating Penrith's premiership win in his Penrith jersey when he's actually a West Tigers player and had just been named co-winner of the Tigers Player of the Year. And he mm-hmm. splashed all over social media and the, and the newspapers wearing yeah. a Penrith jersey celebrating. 
But I, I can understand that because he actually did play for them you know, the year before. I can sort of understand that. It's a bit like I played for West one year and I'm wearing a West jersey, you know. I can sort of understand that a little bit. Yeah, I'll let him off for that. Another one that sort of doesn't go, doesn't get missed the radar is there was five doggies players stood down there at the Royal Hotel at Bondi. Yep. They're out in the drink yep. and they got suspended and then the poor old doggies got hammered 66-0 by Manly. <laughs> that was a dark, dark day for the dogs. Oh. Hey, um, time for Jimmy's Coke Word. 10% off your next order at George's Fine Meats Cherry Brook. Oh, and this only lasts for seven days. We probably should point that out because you can't, you can't keep going into George's all through summer uh, with this code word. Have you, have a, have you uh, come up with one? Uh, look, no, I don't. Do you have one? I'll let you do one. I, I will, actually, because today, very sad news that uh, rugby league icon Norm Proven has passed away at the age of 89. So let's let's say Proven yeah. as, as our code word. Proven's a code word, yeah. He, he was a, a great man, and no one will ever do what Norm Proven did. Played in 11 premierships, um, immortal of the game. Whenever I met him, he was always a very quiet manner, a very gentle man, um, very sad to hear of his passing at, at 88 years of age. He'd be you know, an absolute icon of the game, and it's a very sad day for the game, mate. So you know, let's make it... Let's make it a proven is the code word. Yep. Okay, we continue on with the Jimmies. Uh, the biggest on-field brain explosion by a player for 2021. Biggest brain explosion. Just one second while I try and find that one. Uh, have you got one there for me at the moment? I do. and you, I've got a couple of nominees too. We'll start with the nominees. Uh, Blake Ferguson faking a crusher penalty against the Panthers in the semis and jumping to his feet to take on Mitch Kenny. That just looked... Really, really silly. Um, special mention, Will Chambers for sledging while his team was getting lapped by Manly. Will, you only do that when you're winning. And my winner of the Jimmy, although you hand out the Jimmys, but my nominee would be Lachlan Lewis for the wrestling movie put on Cody Walker at halftime when the Bulldogs <laughs> played the Raptor. <laughs> so I still remember yeah. I still remember the look on Cody's face, just like, what are you doing? <laughs> That's right. When you said the biggest brain explosion, that wouldn't be the uh, the uh, biggest letdown or the silliest moment by a player, yeah, would it? silliest moment. I must have changed the names of the category. Sorry. Have you got one? You threw me off. Okay. I'm looking for that, that moment there. Well, I actually had uh, Kane Evans. He was in... He had the biggest meltdown I've seen. Oh. Will Chambers, the old wily dog, got under his skin. I think he might have thrown his boot away. Off goes your head and on goes a pumpkin, I think I said during the season. That's what old mum would have said to, to Will um, and Kane Evans. So, yeah, Kane Evans wins it. But, yeah, Will Chambers, he's born in the wrong era. He should be playing back in the 80s. He'd have been a gun. With Michael Podgy back in the 80s, oh, they'd yeah. have been a great duo together. They wouldn't oh, have yeah. stopped sledging for the entire game, Mick Podgy and Chambers. What a combo that would have been. All right, uh, biggest letdown moment for 2021. What do you got? Yeah, well, uh, I touched on one here that you mm. mentioned earlier, the Canberra promised so much at the start of the season. Um, so they were my biggest letdown moment with, with the Raiders. And uh, I know they did make the eight, but yeah. I, I, Newcastle were also disappointing with the players that they had. I thought I expected a bit more from Newcastle this year as well. well. And, Jimmy, look, I expected a bit more from you on this one. It was the biggest letdown moment, a moment. So I'm going to have to jump in here and give the Jimmy because the biggest letdown moment, without any doubt, was the Tigers' tribute to the late, great Tommy Radonikus at Leichhardt Oval when <laughs> – 
there was jersey tributes, everything going on, big crowd at the house, and the Tigers were down 28-6 at halftime against mm. the Cowboys, who were going like yeah. bastards, and I lost about five in a row at the time. Yeah. That was a shocker. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. You're taking me through it. It's, it's not good enough for the Tigers. They need to lift their game. It's, that was a terrible day for the club uh, in remembrance of Tommy Rodonigas. Yeah. We will definitely move on. The other one I wanted to mention as a letdown was, and I should mention <laughs> that Parramatta versus Manly game was a huge letdown that you touched on earlier, 56-10. That was a shocker. The other one, the bad one was uh, for a letdown was New South Wales failing to get the clean sweep in game three of origin. I just, they'd played so well. Don't get me wrong. I mean, to win the series, win all games for the first time were in Queensland was an astonishing effort, but I thought they deserved to win 3-0. They played that well, but they just, I think they got a few selections wrong for that game three. And even I think they took a shot at penalty goal with about two minutes to go from 50 out from Latrell, which was, you know, in hindsight, it's a wonderful thing. But you, you would think you'd, you'd put the pressure on and they would have got a try perhaps in those last, um, you know, 60 seconds or so yeah, to, yeah. to win it 3-0. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Jack Whiten was 5'8", and young Mitchell Moses was the halfback in that game. I think probably been better suited with Walker and Reynolds. Yeah, yes, a bit a more exper- experience there. Yeah, these guys were just young. It's the first time that most had played Origin White and stepped up at number six. And, you know, they got a bit overawed and uh, and New South Wales paid the price. Um, but it was always going to be a tough game to win. Every game's up, up there, you know. I think that the, the speed of the play of all that night was extremely slow. He was certainly laying, allowing that during the play, and that suited, suited Queensland um, to play up there and, you know, Whereas in the previous two games, New South Wales, as we said, have dominated with Tommy Turbo and, and Teddy. Um, they didn't dominate as much in Queensland. Uh, yeah, we've only won what three times in uh, in the forty odd years has it been a clean sweep. So that's how hard it is to get it, and uh, we missed out again this year. Yeah, we are building to the best moment of twenty twenty one. That is not far away, but a couple other categories that get through first: ugliest moment award, Jimmy, for twenty twenty one. Oh well, uh, mine was. It, it's I've had a double up here on the shoulder charge um, from the trail over Joey Manu when the referee didn't want to send him off. That was my ugliest moment of the year with his fractured cheekbone, and uh, I hope he, he's okay now, Joey Manu. That was a, a terrible blight on the game. So he, yeah, he, gets, was, he gets two for that. He gets two. Yeah, yeah, it was a big moment, wasn't it, in the season? Uh, a couple of honourable mentions to, uh, to Tyrell Fui Maano on Pappenhausen uh, in Magic Round. That was a shocking high tackle, and it was, you know, distressing to see Ryan Pappenhausen on the field for so long before getting mm. carted off. And you'd have to argue he never got back to that same form no. later in the no. season. And also uh, Dylan Brown from Parramatta, accidental but reckless, sliding in with the knees and collecting Drew Hutchison. Uh, who was just in absolute agony in the uh, in goal there at Bankwest Stadium and ended up having a punctured lung and was in hospital for quite a while. And did, did the player get suspended? Yeah, Dylan Brown got suspended. A couple he of did, games. did he? Yeah, two okay, or three games. Got a, yeah. two or three games, yeah. Okay, yeah, that, was a, that wasn't a very very smart tackle, that one. Uh, you could do that back in the 80s, but you can't do that now. So, yeah, that was well well brought up. I must yes, say, the, yeah. the Benjamin Button Award for the player who was yeah. actually got better yeah. as he's got older in his career, something that I've off yourself, you mentioned Benjamin Button during the season, during, during our calls, and I think without doubt it's Brett Morris. He got better and better as the season went, went on. Unfortunately, he's retired now, but some of the times, I think he had a double hat-trick there during the season, did Brett Morris. Uh, a great player, and it's sad that he's had to retire now, but he 
he was he was effervescent towards the back end of his career. He was just fantastic. Him and his brother uh, Josh, uh, great players, and and if not for injury, you know, they probably would have backed up again yeah, for next year because um, he was getting better and better. Yeah, he didn't deserve to go out like that. He was a no. champion of the game, and he was at the top of his game. You're right. His form this season before his knee injury was as good as any season he's played in. I mentioned Drew Hutchison earlier. We probably should have put him in also for most improved player, or well, one of. I thought his game really picked up at the Roosters. It had to because yeah. Luke Keery was out and they had a yeah. stack of injuries. I thought he was impressive. He was. Hmm. He he was excellent number six for, for the Roosters. His kicking game was fantastic for Tedesco, and they've got a the couple of giraffes there on the wing. <laughs> Tupu, um, and he was it really went to another level. I didn't think he had that in his play, mm. so he was fantastic for the Roosters. Very good player. Okay, biggest recruitment retention blunder. Speaking of buys, who gets the Jimmy for the biggest uh, blunder? Oh, uh, look, I can I can say this with my hand on my heart. Whoever at the Tigers let Benji Marshall go at the end of last year, seriously, uh, look what he did off off the bench for. Um, for South Sydney, you know, he's Mr. Fix-It, put him on any time, and uh, they got right through to the grand final. A, a fantastic effort, yeah. Would have been a great player to have with the Tigers during the year if, we, if we'd if we had Benji there. Um, so that's my recruitment one. Okay. Well, no, I'm not going to go after the Tigers on that one. I'm going to go – I'm going to go after the Broncos for losing Reese Walsh. He was there at the start of this year. He was in their squad, and Kevin Wilder said, uh, no – you can you can go to the Warriors. That's fine. I know the Warriors came in with a decent offer, but they just didn't fight hard enough to keep him. And he's just, yeah. he was he's one of the superstars of the game in the making. Yeah, yeah uh, he is absolutely. He's the rookie of the year, young young Reese Walsh. How would you like? Doesn't that like if Kevy's the coach and Kevy says you can go? What does that say about Kevy? Privately, <laughs> privately, he would have to be thinking, "Oops, that was a bad one." The kid, but the kid had to have had talent. He didn't just all of a sudden flick a switch and he had talent. He had talent then, and they let him go. My God, why would you let him go? And the the Broncos finished the season pretty good, but earlier on they were diabolical, and yet you had Reese Walsh carving up for the Warriors, and that would have been really hard to watch for Broncos fans thinking, how do we let him slip through? We've got no one out there. He was with us, and he's at a different club now carving up. Yeah, and so too Sam Walker. Sam Walker was up there as well. Yeah. Let him go as well. Um, the other, yeah, South may end up ruining letting Adam Reynolds go. I think that was one, when you see how well he played this year, you just think, wow. I mean, the Broncos get him, so that's a, a great pick-up for them. But, mm. I mean, after all the records he broke and he's a premiership winner, I just thought yeah. South had to go the extra mile to keep him. Okay, now this is the moment, the best moment of 2021 who collects the Jimmy for best moment? Well, <laughs> the best moment for 2021. I've got a couple of moments here. Uh, I'm going to leave with – it was in um, Joey Manu when he was hit by Latrell. The, the spray that Trent Robinson <laughs> gave the referee after the game in, in the, at the press conference was one of the – was the best I've ever heard. All I uh, talked about the twilight zone and he rattled on for 10 minutes, maybe even longer. That was one of the all-time greatest sprays about the, the incompetence of the referee. I, I'm sure he got fired. And everyone everyone said to him after he finished, yeah, yeah, you're right. You're, <laughs> even the league said you're right what you said. Um, and he didn't miss anyone with his spray. And that that's one of the all-time of, uh, best I've seen. 
And as far as the a game's concerned, I think the, the best moment of the game was when South beat the Panthers uh, 16-10 in the prelim final when it was third versus second, uh, and that shook up the whole competition. That was a great game, that one. They won 16-10. Then the Panthers had to play uh, play the Storm after that. What a game. There was try-saving tackles everywhere. Oh, it was just a cracker. Mm. Uh, that was that was my moment of the season. But Robbo, as a coach... Robbo wins it. He wins it, yep. Yeah, he definitely mentions uh, the circus in that media conference, which went for about 20 minutes, and mm. he, did get a, he did get a fine for it. But he said, yeah, something about circus music. Um, I'm going to have a, a father-son moment for my best moment. It's not the two Clearies hugging, as good as that was. I'm going to I'm going to mention Jake and Brad Arthur, Magic Round, and Jake was making his debut against the Warriors. He scored the try to seal the game. There's great shots of Brad Arthur in the coach's box celebrating, and then it got better after the game down in the tunnel where Brad hugged Jake and and, and Brad Arthur, who's yeah. a, a pretty yeah. intense guy. He was he had tears, and he, you could see he was so emotional. I just thought that was. That's my yep. best moment. I, I know I'm biased because I'm a Parramatta fan, but yeah. Yeah, you are. Yeah. But that, that's okay. I, I accept that. That's good. Now, and I had that as one of my moments of the year too, was that father-son father round in after he scored the trot. It was round 10 by young Jake. It was a, it was yeah. a great moment. It's just, just below uh, Brian Toho when he stopped to ask his fiancée if mm. she'd like to get married. That yep. was a great moment that too great. for the game. You, you don't see that very often playing rugby league, and that was a great moment as well. So we must not forget that. Just a few uh, special categories, Jimmy, to, to wrap up um, that you're not aware of. The Gordon Ramsay Award for most F-bombs in a half-hour show, that goes to Michael Maguire for his work in Tales of Tiger Town. <laughs> <laughs> the Who'd Be a Coach Award, Josh, sorry, John Morris, that is. Uh, young coach, made the finals two years running at the Sharks after Shane Flanagan was deregistered. Was going okay this year too. They like punted him, so he's... He's gone. Tough gig. The Care for What You Wish For Award. I've given that to George Williams. He asked Canberra for a release, and he got one with a boot up the backside. <laughs> I'll see you later. Pack your bags. Uh, the You Couldn't Score in a You Know What Award. That goes to the Bulldogs. Three games in a row, they didn't trouble the scorers, Jimmy. Zero, mm. zero, zero. Uh, That's a record. Yeah, yeah. And, if you uh, like zeros. Mm. Yeah. And actually, you already touched on this one. The biggest blight on the game award. Yeah, trainers stopping play and also players milking penalties, uh, mainly for crusher penalties. Yes. That's a wrap. That's a wrap for the Jimmies for another season. Well done. Uh, we're going to finish, though, with a few predictions for 2022. Who have you got for premiers? I think it'll be much of the same. I Panthers think back that, to back. Yeah, I think Panthers back to back. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can't see them coming from the bottom, the, the bottom, bottom 10. 12 teams. I can't see them improving. Uh, Manly might improve. Yeah, I'll put Manly up there. I don't think the Roosters will go forward. I think I don't think Canberra will go forward. So I think it'll be more of the same. And I think, you know, we always say that the Storm's going to be competitive. It may be a bit different next year at the Storm, um, just with the players they've got coming and going. Uh, so I don't think they'll be as strong with no, obviously, no, um, uh, no, no Hine and, and no Cart and Fanuka. Yeah, those guys as well. So I think the the Panthers, the Penny Panthers, can make it back to back. Well, I think uh, the Eels will drought, uh, break their drought. Uh, they've gone close. Yeah. They've gone close four of the last five years. <laughs> they are due. They're yeah, due, yeah. Jimmy. They're due. Yeah. Uh, big... It's been due for thirty six years, hasn't it? <laughs> who's, but who's counting? Since Thurlow and Burt were there. <laughs> 
Kick Cronin. Bring him Ray back. Ray Price. We're bring still waiting. Sterlow's got nothing to do. He's left Channel 9. Bring him back. Uh, big tumble coming. Oh, I'm going to say, oh, I think South might take a bit of a tumble. Losing Adam yeah, Reynolds, I think that's, gonna, that's a big loss. Adam Reynolds, Dane Gagai also, he, he had a, plenty of strike out wide. So, I don't know. I think they might just come back to the pack a bit. Yeah. Anything, any team you think might fall? Yeah, I think I think it might be that South definitely. A young Tafe can come in and he can go to probably number seven. Um, yeah, they've got a great, great, um, great back line on the left-hand side. Latrell's back. Uh, look, obviously, Bennett's not there. So yeah. just the fact that Bennett's not there, right. yeah. I think it has to affect um, South Sydney in some way, uh, way for, for more shape. Uh, I hate to say it, Jimmy, but if you look at the clubs Wayne Bennett has left in the past, mm, they've battled. When he, left, when he left the Broncos, Ivan Henjak just couldn't get, the, couldn't get it done, or not, nor could Anthony Griffin. When he left the Dragons, Steve Price didn't last long. When he left That's the amazing, Knights, isn't it? I think Rick yeah. Stone was there at the Knights, and he didn't last long after that. Yep. So yep. Jason Demetrio comes in with South, yeah. and we'll see. Uh, good luck, Jason. Yeah. yeah, good luck, Jason. Yeah, and, and also, see, just reflecting on, yeah, it's always sad when we lose players, lose ex-players, and obviously Norm Proven passed away today, and also this year we lost Tommy Radonikus and the immortal Bob Fulton as well. So it's been a really sad year of the loss of those three players, and they'll always be remembered with us on the fend, and um, just. Um, in, in reflection, at, as we draw to an end of uh, of 2021, those great players we've lost throughout the season. Yeah, well said indeed. Uh, teams to watch for next year. I think I think the Bulldogs have to make the eight with the, their recruitment. I think the Broncos will do better. I think they're two teams you definitely have to watch. And for me, for the Spoon, I'm, I'm going to say the Cowboys. I just don't see much happening at the Cowboys. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't see much happening there either with the Cowboys as well. It's been it's been a great year, twenty twenty one. We've we've covered it well. We've tried to make it entertaining, and uh, thank you for your effort as well, mate. Um, no, no, absolutely. In this pleasure. year, it's been it's been great. Couldn't have done it without you. And uh, for you at home listening, thank you so much. We've really appreciated your support. Certainly, hope you've enjoyed the jibber we've produced on a weekly basis. And again, a shout out to George's Fine Meats, Cherry Brook, the best butcher in the land. Hopefully we've seen the worst of this pandemic and we can all enjoy the summer, Jimmy. Mm. Yes, that's right. It, uh, it, and George Fiamici has been with us for a couple of years, so go up there and mention uh, Proven and he'll give you 10%. He might even give you, well, and I'll say 10%. He won't give you 20%. He might even give you 10% off George's Fiamici. And tell them Jimmy sent you. Again, thanks for listening, everyone. Stay safe. See you next season. And don't forget, of course, 2022, Year of the Eel. Rugby League's the winner. <laughs>